Welcome to an all-new episode of Get Lit with Leanna, the podcast. Join me as I sit down with a new guest author in each episode to discuss their books, careers, and everything in between. Today, I'm sitting down with debut romance author Anne Enerson to talk about her new book, Forgive or Forget Me. This is a really different conversation because Anne is an indie author. She's very new and she totally published this book on her own. She's already received a lot of feedback on this book, so it's really interesting to hear how she would course correct for her future books. But I love getting to chat about the themes of the story, her decision to include such heartbreaking themes, the sensitivities around a lot of the topics, and then of course, what she's working on next. So without further ado, my conversation with Anne Enerson starts right now. Welcome, Anne, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I really, really loved your debut, Forgive or Forget Me. So I'm very excited to have you on the show today so we can chat about it. But firstly, how are you feeling now that your book by the time this is live, your book is out. So like, how are you feeling? Well, first off, thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Um, It feels really good. Like, I think it went well for a debut. Um, I think there was some mixed feelings, but that's because it's so emotional. But I really, it went really well and everyone's been so supportive. So amazing. Yeah. I'm really happy. I'm thrilled that you had a really great first book pub experience but I would love to know I guess because this is your first book like how you got into writing like how did this entire thing kind of start for you yeah so I've always like loved to write I remember in elementary school there was like a class um in the library that you could take like for free about creative writing so I've always like created lots of stories I have my mom has a book called mom's secret remedies that I wrote like five. So I've always known I wanted to write. And then about two years ago, I kind of got the itch of like, I just started getting all these ideas. Um, And forgive or forget me actually is the first idea that just like formed in my head. And I have like post-it notes all over my walls now of like, oh, hey, this is a good book idea. So that when I need the next one, I can kind of just find it. So I've known for a long time I wanted to be an author. Um, And then I spent about a year reading like every romance novel, like just kind of getting an idea of like what people like in a book kind of how it's structured that kind of thing yeah um, and I love to read too so it kind of like made sense and then I just one day my husband's like why are you like just reading why don't you write like why don't you actually write so I wrote forgive forget me about like in a month it was like over Christmas break because I was working full-time so I just like got it all out and then kind of refined it obviously with editors um yeah. so that's really long version <laughs> so tell me like what was this process kind of like like when did you I guess first start writing this book um so it's June now so like last December so wow. the beginning of December and then I kind of finished it at the end of December sent it to the first editor beta readers second editor and then kind of published from there really really quick turnaround I guess and I guess that's kind of the beauty of like self-publishing so tell me like mm-hmm. were you always set on doing this yourself did you even want to try to like query go on sub like was any of that ever kind of an idea or you were like I want to do this my way myself I've always known I wanted to do indie. So I come from a marketing background. So I kind of like having the control of how I market. And I really like being able to communicate directly with the readers. So like for ARCs, I outreached to everybody individually. And I like that because you have more of that like communication. They can ask you questions about the book and things like that to build those relationships. For sure. So from the get-go, when you started this book, you kind of knew, okay, I'm going to do this all on my own. What was it like trying to get editors and then beta readers like doing all of that legwork yourself especially for your debut I imagine it was kind of a hard thing to navigate yeah so with the editors I looked at a couple books that I really like and I liked how they were written and the structure 
And then I went from there and found, I reached out to editors that way. And so I kind of found editors early on. I was really lucky. Um, beta readers, um, for this first one, I did just have like a few friends and a couple of people in the industry. And I would say it is more important to have at least four to five that are in the industry because I think there were a couple of things that I missed a little bit in that, in that regard. Okay. But, interesting. But it's definitely like a learning curve. Um, and I was really lucky to find a PA right off the bat. She like knows she's amazing. So she like helps me with all of like the, Hey, here's how the industry works. Here's how you do things. So um, I've been really lucky in that regard. That's amazing. So can you elaborate on some of those things? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah I would love to um, <laughs> So I won't give anything away with the book, but I would say Milo does, is very, sorry. Milo is not really relatable. And I think a lot of people hate him. I'll just be honest in the book. And I think if I had had more beta readers who understood like tropes, so I advertise as enemies to lovers. And a lot of people said, hey, it's not actually enemies to lovers in my opinion. Some thought it was. But yeah. that would have been one of the things I probably would not have advertised if I'd had more people in the industry read it first. Okay. Um, and then same with Milo. I would have maybe added a little more groveling. I did actually add like a chapter, chapter 31, because of some feedback. But I think I would have done even more um, if I had known and kind of just toned him down just like slightly. It's um, like I, I don't often speak to like very new indie authors. And it's really interesting to like hear you understand like the holes and like how you could have course corrected so early on, especially like with the book coming out. Is there anything that you kind of now that people are starting to read this book, you're kind of like, oh, I should have done that differently. Like aside from adding a little bit of the groveling or softening my little bit, like, is there anything else that you've kind of learned from this experience that maybe you'll apply to a future book? Yeah. I think just toning down the trigger warning. That was like the other big thing is like, more so the on-page trigger warning. So I think it's okay to say mention cancer or a miscarriage, but a lot of that was on page per se, not like in a lot of detail, but it was there. And so I had a lot of people say, hey, I can't finish this. I loved it, but I can't finish this because of X, Y, and Z, you know, say 70% or 80%. Um, And so I think you can still have an emotional book. You just don't need to like add all those triggers. And if I had a few more opinions that people could have said, hey, let's just take a step back and think about, with what you're including and how you're including it. Um, I just think that would have been a little better. Okay, fair. So before we go any further, I would love if you could provide for those listening, like an elevator pitch of your book, what it's about. Um, so Milo and Olivia um, were high school sweethearts. In a sense, he had lost his mom. He moved in and lived with her and her mom um, and they fell in love. Her mom gets cancer and passes away. Um, Milo leaves Olivia behind for 15 years and the book starts when he comes back 15 years later and finds out that she has befriended his dad who he thinks is responsible for his mom's death. Great soundbite synopsis. How did you come up with this concept? Like it's so elaborate. It's so twisty and turny. The connections are like so rooted and so deep, but it's still like very, it's a big story. It's a big and a lot of, lot of little pieces connect together. So how did you come up with this? It really just like came into my head. So it really just started with like when I was laying in bed and I just had the thought, what if I started a story around two young girls in elementary school that became friends from different circumstances and they couldn't be friends anymore? Like one of them moved away and one of them became pen pals and then one of their kids fell in love. And it kind of, I know it sounds weird, but it just kind of spirals from there. Yeah. Um, and so like I would just, I wrote it in a month, but I did take a little bit of time to marinate before that. Like, you know, I'd be at the gym. Okay, this is what we're going to do with Milo's dad, Mac. This is what's going to happen with Milo in this page, like this chapter, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it kind of just like came together in my head. I really didn't talk to anybody about it until I wrote the full thing. I sent it to my mom's friend, who is also my friend. Okay. And she was like, this is like pretty good. I mean, this is like, never, I've never written anything like a novel before. And she's like, this is like pretty good. And I'm, I'm being honest, not just like because we're friends. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm glad it's not too far-fetched. So... <laughs> That's amazing. And I guess kind of to go back to what you had mentioned before about the tropes that you used and how it was kind of said it was an enemy's lovers. It's really very much so like a friends to lovers, a second chance, (laughs) a high school lover, dual timeline. (laughs) That's way more of the vibe I got. When you were writing the book, were those some of the tropes you knew you wanted to include? Like, are you a fan of those tropes? Like, tell me behind, like the, 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 the strategy, I guess, behind those types of tropes. So I think the main tropes, um, it's more like found family. I really wanted to include a found family in every one of my books. That's just important to me. I can elaborate on that later. Yeah. Um, love after loss. Um, and then kind of, I knew like enemies to lovers, but more, like you said, like the friends to enemies to lovers. Um, I probably wouldn't have, you know, it's just hard to like market um, or what, how to market that. Um, but I like the concept of them being friends, separating for a certain amount of time and then, you know, getting back together. Mm. They're great tropes. And then also your decision to write this in a dual POV cannot have been easy using both characters' voices, getting into both of their heads and kind of deciding which parts of the stories are to- of the story is told from which perspective. What was that like from a writing and outlining process and then maybe even an editing process deciding to like have two yeah. voices? Yeah, so that's actually how I'm going to write all of my books, at least for now. I kind of like having the dual point of view because I think it's kind of fun to like hear both sides. Because when I'm writing a book, I'm like, I want to know what the guy's thinking or I want to know like what it's usually the girl's perspective. I feel like if it's not dual, um, not always, but I just I've always want to know. I'm more interested in the guy's point of view, to be honest. And so I was like, OK, like I think the story really. It does highlight a lot of like you need to know what Milo's thinking. Because I think you would think he's even more of an ass, excuse my language, <laughs> if he didn't have his point of view. If right. you just got Liz, I think people would be like, this guy is just out. Right. But at least there was a lot of internal dialogue for him so you could understand why he was feeling that way. And I think that was really important. Um, how I structure my books is I just do them evenly. So I'll say, okay, like for this one, it was a one third in the past and then two thirds in the present. So every third chapter was in the past. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, and then it was just evenly Milo Olivia, Milo Olivia between the past and the present, just so that you got like that continuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. Okay, that's amazing. And then I guess in terms of like all of the really tough subjects you covered, obviously you mentioned that you had a lot of stuff on page, which you did, and it was very, very emotional and obviously like heart-wrenching and super, super I was crying, like sad, <laughs> but you a main topic or a main touch point of the story is overcoming grief or dealing with grief. And there's a bunch of different ways people grieve in this book. And there's also a bunch of different causes for grief in this book. Why was that kind of a theme you wanted to lean on with the story? Like I said, when I was thinking about the story, it's kind of fit. Like I've had a couple my mom's best friend had cancer at one point. Um, I've, I've known a lot of people to go through miscarriage. And I just thought, how could I, because it kind of fits in the story, how can I make sure that I'm talking about it, but in a respectful way and kind of helping people feel that I have had a couple of people reach out and say hey like my my dad just got cancer or my father-in-law just passed away and I want you to know that like the way that you did this really spoke to me Mm -hmm. and that that kind of just gave me that reassurance of like okay I I did this correctly you know and I had a couple people read it that I thought would have has gone through that so that I wasn't out of touch right so I guess also like in terms of the sensitivities of it like were you apprehensive at all to include all these tough subjects in your books knowing like people's reactions may be pretty 
I don't know. Personal. To be honest, and I think this is something more of a debut author. I just didn't know people would like react. I didn't know what people, I didn't know that people would be so adverse to it. Okay. Um, I didn't even realize how emotional it was, I think, until after it released. So as I started sending it to the ARC readers and I started getting that like diverse feedback, I was like, oh, okay, this didn't turn out how I had thought, but that's okay because now I understand what people really are looking for. Right, right. Well, at its core, obviously, this is a love story. And if you know me and you're listening to this podcast, you know that all I read is romance. I'm obsessed with love stories. So I'd love to just shift the convo very briefly to like the love story aspect of this. What was like the most fun scene to write that like made you feel happy, giddy, excited? And you were like, I love this. I love this couple. I'm so happy I made them. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's appropriate to say I did like the epilogue. There were a couple of things in the epilogue that I pulled from different scenes in the book. Um, just to, like they get their happy ending. And I also like there's a couple of scenes, you know, where they're one when they're like in high school, um, you know, they're, they're, they're at this bookstore and he's kind of like holding her books for her and just like mm-hmm. their relationship that like they truly do love each other. Like, yes, they've been through a lot, but like at the end of the day, like they do decide to be together, which I really I'm glad that I came together that way. So yeah. And also just to go back to what you had mentioned before, like the found family of it all obviously is a massive part of the story. Like mm-hmm. what about that kind of storyline really enticed you and why did you want to include it in this story in particular? Yeah. So I'm adopted. And so I feel like it's really important, like for me to just show people like you can have families, whether it's biological or found. And it's, I just think for me, it's just really important to express that because, you know, that's where I, I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this, this one particularly, I thought, okay, well, Olivia doesn't have anybody in this book and Milo's dad doesn't have anybody. So why don't we give them each other? And then they have each other. And then same with Milo. He doesn't have anybody. So let's find him somebody who they've struggled with having kids. So they have somebody. And then at the end of the day, they all come together. Yeah. So it's really special. So now that the book is out and people are kind of reading it, I'm sure you're getting a lot of requests of like, what's going on next? Like, what are you going to write next? What are you doing next? Like, can you share anything? Are you working on anything yeah. else? Like- yeah, I can share a little bit. I haven't announced like anything and it might change. Um, But right now, so I have two more books coming out this year, October and December. So in October, um, what I can share now is an opposites attract rock star romance. Oh. Obviously, you'll get the fan family. There's lots of angst. There is a little emotion. There's gonna be, you know, there might be one part where people might cry. But other than that, I've kind of pulled it a little bit, but I, it still has me in it. Love. Um, I don't want to lose that. Um, so I'm really excited about that one. And the secondary characters in that one are like so. I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, anyways. Um, and then for in December, it's a holiday romance. Um, I can't say a lot yet because it might change. But what I do know for sure, it's going to be age gap. If anyone's read like um, November 9 by Holly and Coover, it's going to kind of have that vibe. So it'll be like hopefully five or six year time period um, on New Year's Eve. And then you'll kind of have the, see I'm giving away a lot, but that's okay. And then we'll also have kind of like a New Year's resolution such bucket list vibe. So you'll have checking things off every year kind of thing. That sounds so fun. Okay, well, you clearly have so much on the go and I'm so excited for you. Obviously, this is like the first of many books that are coming down the pipeline. So congratulations to you. I know it's like no small feat to literally write a book and edit a book and publish it on your own. So this is incredible. What just parting words, like what are you hoping audiences take away from your debut? Um, I just really hope that they, I hope they feel something, which it sounds like they are. Um, you know, they just come away feeling good at the end and enjoying like the, the final, you know, the epilogue. So yeah. 
Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Anne. This was so nice. It was so lovely to meet you in person. I know we've been like DMing, so it's so lovely to speak face-to-face, but congratulations again. I'm very, very excited for you. And I'm so excited for these upcoming books. Like what a treat, more books. I love it. (laughs) Appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much.